This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Skip pass to Draymond. He'll penetrate on the drive. Finds Kaminga slashing oh. down. And a right hand slam taking off in the paint. Air Kaminga with a dunk. Woo-hoo. My goodness. That was impressive. Yes, it was. Yeah, one of a couple impressive dunks for Jonathan Kaminga hours, seemingly weeks ago here on 95-7 the game. But uh, no, tonight, Warriors and the Mavs and Golden State gets the job done 119-113 to in a game that they led by as many as 23 and never trailed. We welcome you into Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson with you. We'll open up the phone lines at 888-957-9570. You can give me a call or shoot me a text at that number. But all eyes following the Warriors' win, though, now turn to Steph Curry and turn to the MRI, which Steph Curry will be undergoing at some point tomorrow because Curry left this game toward the end of the third quarter, picked up a foul defending Dorian Finney-Smith of the Mavs and wound up uh, leaving the game. Looked at at one point as if he had banged knees with Dorian Finney-Smith, but uh, that's speculative at this point from looking at at the replay. He, He limped to the bench, initially looked like everything was okay. Rick Celebrini checking him out on the bench. And then uh, Steph, as he got up toward the end of the timeout, Celebrini went back over to him, and, and he was really trying to walk it off, but but limping extensively. And at that point, uh, the decision was made for, for him to walk to the locker room. So not a lot of uh, an update from Steve Kerr in his postgame press conference other than what we knew and was said on the broadcast, both on the radio and the television sides, and that is x-rays negative for Steph Curry on the left leg is what the Warriors are officially calling it. Uh, and so x-rays negative, and he's set to get an MRI, which would presumably take place tomorrow. And now, as the Warriors have found themselves in the position so many times over the years with Steph, you, you hold your breath and, and you hope, obviously, that it's you know something relatively minor and and relatively minor in in this case could even mean that that Steph winds up having to miss uh, a little bit of time Uh, you go back to the the shoulder uh, issue of mid-December and Curry ended up missing 11 games over that stretch and what wound up being basically exactly four weeks uh, and 11 games and, and 28 days from when he went down in Indiana and ultimately came back that was what, December the 14th, he goes down. January the 10th, he's able to come back against the Phoenix Suns. And that was 11 games where they didn't have Steph. And they were able to go 6-5 and five 
which is something that the Warriors really had not been able to do uh, at, at, at any point uh, in, in recent memory with Steph out for any lengthy period of time. You hope it's not 11 games, but you look uh, and, and you obviously, you know, certainly you know, don't want to go down the rabbit holes as to the potential for it to be even even more serious than that. Uh, so, you know, that is headline number one, headline number two, and headline number three following this game uh, as the Warriors uh, were up 19 at the point in which Steph went down and the Mavs immediately went on a run. And I, I thought, I know Draymond Green was asked about it post game, I, I believe by Kareth Burke of NBC Sports Bay Area. It, was there a little bit of an emotional letdown based on, on what was going on with Steph? I know a couple of players had said that they didn't even totally notice that Steph wasn't there until it got down to the point where Steph would have been potentially going back in the game. But the 19-point lead at, at 98-79 when Curry went out with about two minutes, it was 2:01 officially in that third quarter, they played a quarter plus about a minute without him, and the Mavs whittled down the once 19-point lead to 116-111, to 32-18 to over that 13-minute stretch for Dallas. And the Warriors really struggled, as they've been prone to do, even with Steph on the floor down the stretch. Held on, didn't finish strong, but a win is a win, and the Warriors need as many wins as they can possibly come up with here with now five games to go before the All-Star break and then coming out of the All-Star break where there would only be 24 games to go at that point. So 30 games to go coming into tonight with the six before the break. That leaves 24 after the All-Star break. And the Warriors still very much in position to where if they can be healthy enough to make a run and start to finish some of these games, they can still achieve a pretty significant regular season goal, as we've talked about quite a bit. And so you look at, at the standings as they currently sit right now, and the Warriors do pick up a game on Dallas. As Dallas was fourth coming into the night, the Clippers won tonight in New York in overtime. So the Warriors gain ground on the Mavs and move up to seventh right now, but just a game and a half out of fourth, which is currently the Clippers now who move up. The Suns have won a couple of games in a row, so they move up. And uh, teams now, uh, Clippers and Suns, both on the heels of Sacramento, who still currently has uh, the three spot. So 888 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game as the Warriors beat the Mavs 119-113. to uh, in a game where the Warriors did not trail, led by as many as 23. And it was it was kind of a, a ho-hum, as-expected kind of a victory for the Warriors, although nothing easy with Golden State up 15 at the half, led by as many as 21 in that first half, 13 points off of nine Dallas turnovers in the first half, 19 assists on 30 made field goals for the Warriors. This was the good version of the Warriors against a shorthanded Mavs team without... Luka Doncic, but the Warriors can't worry about that and didn't to, to the point in this game tonight. I thought Jamichael Green and Jonathan Kaminga both really sparked the Warriors off the bench. Draymond Green was 3-for-3 three three from three-point range in the first half. Warriors were 10 of 20 overall from three, so it was all kind of clicking for Golden State to have the 73-50 to 50 lead going in uh, at the break, and it looked like it was going to be a relatively drama-free 
night for the Warriors right up until that 201 mark in the third quarter where Steph tweaked or bumped that left lower leg. Uh, still don't quite know and, and probably won't know until tomorrow or until the Warriors are able to, to give an update on the MRI. But yeah, Curry picked up the foul, defending Dorian Finney-Smith, again limp to the bench, and the Warriors allowed the 19-point lead to get down to five before a couple of key rebounds from Von Looney. Dante DiVincenzo was in the game over Jordan Poole, which is something I know Warrior fans have been clamoring for. It was a defense over offense approach to the Warriors down the stretch in this one. And so that really helped the Warriors get enough stops and enough possessions, frankly, as far as as the the couple of rebounds that that Looney got. Draymond Green had a huge block that turned into what looked like it was going to be a couple of Jordan Poole free throws as Poole was fouled on the play. Mavs challenged the call, and it was overturned. The uh, foul was overturned, and then Dante DiVincenzo came in at that point. Uh, But the Warriors have enough in the tank. A couple of Dallas misses, and uh, they improve now to 27 and 26 on the season with the 119 to 113 victory as uh, Golden State now five games to go before the break. As I mentioned, Oklahoma City at chase. Then they go to Portland. The Lakers are back here a week from tonight. And you move forward after that. And the Warriors play the Wizards. And the Warriors play at the Clippers to close out the pre-All-Star break portion of the schedule. And it, it's going to be interesting uh, as you look at you know not a perfect game. But really everything about this Warrior season kind of hangs in the balance of the Steph Curry MRI. And, and that's just reality when you have someone that's as great as he is as the face of the franchise and, and the best player uh, for, for this franchise. And so it's a matter of, obviously, we don't want to even think or talk about what the worst case scenario potentially could be. I think that speaks for itself. But if it's a scenario where the Warriors have to play another 10 to 15 games without Steph, are they able to withstand that? I think it also impacts what the Warriors would potentially do at the trade deadline uh, if Steph was going to be out for a a lengthy period of time. Would that change the calculus as to whether the Warriors look to add or even potentially subtract? Uh, I I think for the most part, probably not, considering they were able to, to withstand things back in December and and on into January, I I would say, if anything, uh, it it would maybe be in the more harsh, worst-case scenario for for Steph, if that were the case, maybe the Warriors at the deadline have to flip the script and and look to potentially subtract from a team that obviously wouldn't be uh, a title contender, but you'd be hanging on to all your young assets at that point. Uh, But, again, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves as the Warriors pick up a win and everyone awaits uh, the severity of this leg injury for Steph Curry as he hobbled to the bench and ultimately hobbled to the locker room with two minutes to go in that third quarter and what turned out to be uh, a price of admission, kind of a victory for the Warriors, but it it felt like it wasn't going to get tight tonight. Maybe uh, I should have known better uh, as to think that it wasn't, but the Curry injury definitely... I think played a role in the fact that that Dallas was able to get back into the game and put a little bit of a, a scare into Chase Setter because it was twofold in the moment where Steph went down. It was, uh-oh, is this serious? 
how serious is it? But then there was also the hint of concern over the building as to are the Warriors going to have enough to finish this thing, even though they're up 19 and 19 became 15 and 15 became eight and then eight became five. And it, it seemed like with enough key plays down the stretch, they'd be able to do it. Some some solid DiVincenzo defense, Jamichael Green pitching in earlier on in the game. And again, the, the two key Kavon Looney rebounds, the Draymond block of the Dorian Finney-Smith three-pointer all filed away in the category of just enough for the Warriors to withstand uh, the run by the Mavs and, and hang on and, and win this game. All right, 888-957-9570, a couple of text messages to get to on the Xfinity mobile text line. Also, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr. We're going to hear from Draymond Green. We're going to hear from J- uh, Jamichael Green and hopefully from Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, as we continue through the program. But uh, let's take care of our legal ID here for the top of the 9 o'clock hour. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. All right, uh, John Dickinson here, Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Appreciate everybody watching on YouTube and Twitch as well as listening on the Odyssey app and, of course, listening on the radio back here inside Chase Center where the Warriors were victorious, 119-113 to over the Mavs. Let's go ahead and head downstairs to the Bill King interview room inside Chase Center and uh, hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, following this one. I guess we got the news about the negative x-ray, but there will be an MRI tomorrow. Just from what you know, I know you're coaching the game and maybe you got a quick briefing. What, what do you, any more information than that? Nope. That's all I have is that he's going to get an MRI. So um, I know he had an x-ray and that he's getting an MRI. That's, that's, that's it. I haven't talked to him or Rick or anybody yet. But maybe this question's kind of, uh, I, I mean, he, he, Came into the game with a lower left leg contusion, I think it was called. Do you know if it was related at all? I don't know anything. Gotcha. Is there, I guess, a, a concern level for you know how severe it could be and what that could mean? Well, anytime a guy's going to get an MRI, there's a concern level for sure. So we'll just have to wait and wait and see the results. I mean, what's just going through your head when you see stuff limping to the bench? Um, it's not the first time, you know, he's, he, he plays hard and he, you know, he's all over the floor and, um, this has happened, uh, many, many times over the years. So fingers crossed that he's okay. He came out earlier than he usual in the first quarter. Uh, was that to try to cut down his minutes tonight? Yeah. yeah. We, I've, I've been concerned about the overall minutes over the last 10 games for both Steph and, and Draymond. They, they were creeping up. And I felt like uh, tonight um, we we wanted to make sure we uh, kept both of their minutes down as much as we could. And uh, so we took them out a little bit early, kept them out a little bit longer in the second quarter as well. Steve, before the game, you, you addressed um, closing out games. And they had a couple moments where they tried to make a little run. And it seemed like your guys kept kept pushing on both ends. Um, were you Were you pleased with... With that stretch, uh, no, I didn't think we closed the game well at all. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes um, at both ends, and uh, it was, um, you know, I'm I'm thrilled with the win, but I'm disappointed with the way we closed the game. So we've got to do better. 
you went with Dante there for most of the final three or four, three minutes there. That was mostly a defensive decision uh, on your part. Yeah, yeah. So Dante um, is the defensive uh, choice in that situation, and and so that was that was uh, why I made that decision. There was a stretch there, Steve, where you guys uh, went back to attacking the paint. Was that a an edict to stop shooting threes and attack them inside? Uh, just more the nature of the game. You know, we knew they were going to play small for for uh, you know maybe half the game. Dwight Powell is a, a good big in the paint who can block shots and and present you know a wall in there. But when he comes out of the game, they're playing five guards. So we we talked about that before the game. We wanted to attack and get get some paint points for sure. Kavon Looney had two really key rebounds at the end of this game. What do you think about the way that he came up big? For yeah, Loon is uh, one of our our best players down the stretch of games um, at both ends. You know, his defense is is elite, and uh, he just seems to have a knack for getting important uh, offensive rebounds and putbacks. And uh, I thought Loon was great. I thought Jamichael was probably our kind of player of the game, you know, um, terms of uh, what he provided in his minutes. He was, uh, you know, just the the toughness inside, the scoring, made some big defensive plays. So the, uh, you know, that that position was was manned well by uh, by Jermichael and, and Loon and, and Draymond all night. You guys won six and five um, when Steph was out last time. Does that give you confidence in case he does miss any time that you guys be able to weather that storm? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, that's um, if if it if he's out, then then you move forward, and we do have uh, some uh, some games to lean on, some some game film to look at, um, and we'll we'll be ready for for OKC regardless. You just mentioned how well Jamichael played. Just wanted to ask you about his energy level and how much you could feel at the moment that he came in the game for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, J. Mike has been great. Um, it's It's been uh, a frustrating season for him on an individual uh, basis. He hasn't played as much as I know he would like. Um, and then, of course, he had the the month long absence with the illness and the infection. And um, But, you know, I went to him a couple of weeks ago and you know, told him we were going to start playing small and there may not be minutes. And, and he, he was such a pro, you know, he just said, I get it. And then I'll be ready when, when you need me. So it's one of the reasons um, we wanted him is he's been a pro he's, he's been around this game for a long time. So he understands how things can change in an instant. And uh, so he's, he's stayed ready. And I thought, I think he's played really well over recent weeks. Did you already get asked about the starting lineup? No. So you did go back to, to yeah. Looney in it. Uh, I guess what was your uh, – is, is that a long-term thing again? Yeah, I'm going to go back to that. I We got a good look at, at the smaller lineup. I think it was nine games, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, just came to the conclusion that, um, you know, our, our best bet uh, is to start with the bigger lineup. Um, we know that five-man unit – it's either the number one or number two five-man unit in the NBA. So uh, – and that was with a big sample size. So – we like that that unit, and we feel like our bench is playing better now. We're, we've got uh, more continuity there, and so we're going to go back uh, to that lineup and uh, you know keep um, keep pushing. We've we've tried a lot of different things, and and um, obviously we're looking for a spark, and and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, so Steve Kerr there, yeah, making a, a lineup change, and I, I think you know the small lineup was was done to try and get the offense flowing. I think for the regular season, make Kevon Looney the backup center, and and try to you know get the floor spread, but uh, it it really has not clicked and worked, and 
the Warriors vulnerable defensively. So Kirk going back to the traditional starting lineup. And in the game tonight, they were 32-23, a plus nine in the minutes that they played together, outscored the Mavs 32-23. And so you look at that, and Kerr's going to stick with it. The only concern is, and this is a one-game concern, but Jordan Poole, as he's fluctuated from starter to bench, bench to starter over the time, when he's gone from starter to bench, he's tended to struggle from from time to time and, and tonight Jordan Poole uh one of the more concerning games you know four turnovers three points one of six I mean at times it looked like he, he kind of didn't want to even be out there or or, or was confident in, in even what he wanted to, to be doing on the floor when he was out there in his 26 minutes and then DiVincenzo obviously was able to sub in for him down the stretch the final couple of minutes for for defensive purposes so something to keep an eye on as as Poole is one of those players that continually gets thrust into uh, a lot of change. And, of course, it's been a, an up-and-down season for Poole overall as well. And, you know, a, a player that obviously has been maligned uh, at times uh, by by the Warrior fan base, although productive and, and helping the Warriors win uh, a, a certain amount of games, especially when Curry is out. And, and if Curry is going to be out for some time here, Poole is going to have to go right back into that starting lineup, and the Warriors are going to have to run everything through him again to a certain extent and use his ability to score 25 to 30 a night, which he did with Curry out. And you know, some of the faults bedamned, uh, they were able to 6-5 and five with a home-heavy schedule against some mediocre to lesser teams. They were able to stay afloat in time for Curry to come back, and that was with Curry missing a month. So... While Poole struggled tonight, tonight also could be another example of where the Warriors really do need Jordan Poole, uh, even if they are going to go back to Kevon Looney in, in the starting lineup, as Steve Kerr says he is going to do. Let's sneak in a call here before we pause. Mike in Daly City up on Warriors wrap-up tonight here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Mike? Hey, J.D. I just want to preface my uh, trade suggestion, kind of a trade that I think helps both teams. But I want to preface it with my uh, view, let's call it, of the Warriors and why they're languishing at 500 this year. I think we're going to find out at the end of the season that there was a lot more internal strife going on beyond the Poole and Draymond incident. I just don't see these you know, players as a combination playing well together, whether it's passing the ball as opposed to taking dribble, 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 shoot on offense or getting defensive rebounds, or moving and you know picking up other people's men when somebody's got to run to block a shot or whatever. It just isn't there communication-wise, chemistry-wise. And so this is why I came up with this trade idea. I would okay. help New Jersey out a little bit, or Brooklyn, sorry, um, and ask them to give us Seth Curry, which clearly would be attractive for everybody. Or Brooklyn and the Warriors. And I would even be willing to take Ben Simmons off their hands just for defense and ball movement purposes. And maybe Steve Kerr could have a bigger impact on him than some of his other coaches. And in exchange, I would be giving up Jordan Poole. And the question I have for you is, if that were a viable trade, money-wise, and I don't know, what would have to be added or subtracted to 
even things out, both from a value and salary cap standpoint. Yeah, and thanks for the call, Mike. And that would not be a viable uh, option because Jordan Poole currently still is a player that's making $3.9 million. His big money hasn't kicked in, so you'd be trading away that, but the team that that gets him would have to be able to fit the the $30 million salary moving forward or the average $30 million salary moving forward under their cap. And so you look at at Curry, who's in a four-year $32 million contract, so he's making roughly $8 million a year, Seth Curry. And then you've got Ben Simmons, who's making a, a lot of money as well. Uh, and and so yeah, Ben Simmons is in a five-year 177 right now. So there'd have to be a max player going the other way, and then some going the other way. Uh, so that that isn't going to be feasible. Uh, Jordan Poole really probably isn't tradable until the off season, and once his money kicks in, and and then I think you know all bets are off. We'll have to see how creative the Warriors want to get, and you got to see how this season ends up. For the Warriors, you know, does it end up in a in a playoff run? Does it end up in a playing tournament? Does it end up with well, Steph Curry missed too much time in the you know final thirty games of the season, and and they wound up tenth or or eleventh in the Western Conference, and and on the outside looking in when it's all said and done. But uh, I like the thought, but the feasibility uh, not quite there. All right, we'll pause quickly. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll hear from Draymond. We'll hear uh, a little bit more from Jamichael Green, Dante Divincenzo. Uh, Also reset the Steph Curry update uh, as the Warriors don't close out the game strongly but uh, had enough of a cushion to hang on and win over the Mavs 119 to 113. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Draymond with a drive down the lane. Throws up a spinner, it goes up and in! Had stripped, it went up in the air, he caught it and just threw it up, and it went in! Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, Warriors get the win, 119 to 113. John Dickinson back inside Chase Center, where the Warriors are now 27 and 26 overall. 888-957-9570. Warriors pick up win number 20 on the home floor. Now 20 and 6 as they join Denver and Memphis among teams that have 20 wins at home in the Western Conference. Also Cleveland, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Uh, and Boston also with 20 home wins. So the Warriors in some elite company, top quadrant of the NBA in home wins, not quite as dominant as it was to begin the season, but the Warriors now getting back to their winning ways on the Chase Center hardwood with their third consecutive win. Have won the last two before heading out on the road. Now win the first game back, and they'll be back in action against the Thunder on Monday. Everyone turning their attention to Stephen Curry and the MRI that is presumably scheduled for tomorrow as Steph left the game at the 201 mark of the third quarter, bumped the lower left leg, defending Dorian Finney-Smith on a drive, picked up the foul, limped to the bench, went to the locker room. No real update from Steve Kerr or the Warriors other than x-rays negative, and now we'll get an MRI on what the Warriors are calling a left leg injury. So stay tuned, hold your breath. Uh, whatever it may be, Warriors did go 6-5 and five without Steph from December the 14th through January the 10th when he had the shoulder injury that he went down with uh, in Indiana. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's get back to the phones and before we hear from Draymond Green, and we'll go to Hill in San Francisco. What's going on, Hill? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Uh, thank you, J.D. Yeah, i just really glad that the Warriors won, and I hope Stephen Curry would be all right. But I, I don't know if you noticed, um, uh, the Warriors kind of had the advantage the whole way, and they were doing good with the jump shot, but they wouldn't take advantage uh, in, in scoring in the paint uh, when, when they had a better roster than Dallas. And, and because of that, they didn't really take advantage of that enough, especially in the closing uh, minutes. That's why Dallas was able to come back, and and I kind of didn't really like Wiggins and Looney in the closing seconds. Even though Looney got a good offensive rebound, they they weren't really good at scoring the whole game. And they took out Jermichael Green, and and and, and Kaminga was doing well attacking the paint. Steve Kerr doesn't have enough guys attacking the paint in the closing seconds, and Jordan Poole's too small, the smallest guy on the roster to do that. Uh, what do you think? Well, I thought they got back to it, and, and Draymond Green's going to talk about this as we play his press conference here coming up on, on 95.7 The Game, the fact that, that the game plan all along tonight was to attack the paint against a Dallas team that didn't have Luka Doncic and also was probably going to want to play small on their own with Dinwiddie and three or four three-point shooters on the floor, and that could be an opportunity for the Warriors to be able to attack them. They did do it throughout the game. They got away from it in the fourth quarter, and then they tried to get back to it down the stretch was, was my read on it tonight. They do end up with 56 paint points on 28 of 40 shooting in the paint. So that's a, that's a real good night. They outscored the Mavs 56-46. 
They did get a little three happy, I thought. They, they were 10 of 20 from three in the first half. They ended up four of 15 from three in the second half, and they weren't quite attacking enough as the game got closer down the stretch there, but then did in the, in the closing minutes at least tried to, which I think helped them helped them get through uh, and, and hang on for the win that they were able to, to earn in this one. Yet yeah, Wiggins is still struggling to find it. Uh, there, there's no doubt. I know Steve Kerr before the game mentioned the fact that even though Wiggins hadn't shot the ball well, he's really liked the fact that he thought on the road trip he played better defensively, he was more engaged, but, but tonight was kind of a sleepy Wiggins night with three turnovers and nine points, and he was he was four of six, but just kind of floating, is he out there, is he not, kind of a, a, a Wiggins game. And Jordan Poole, we talked about in the last segment, really struggled. Kaminga and Jermichael Green gave the Warriors a lift, and and. Jamichael Green's been pretty good, I think, overall since he come back from the COVID and the uh, infection, the health and safety protocols and the uh, infection that that had him in the hospital. And, you know, we'll hear from Jamichael talk a little bit about what Steve Kerr had said in the first segment tonight. And, and that's the fact that, you know, he had went to Jamichael and said, you're not going to be playing as much. Just stick with it. Hang with it. And I think Jamichael Green has done that and, and kept himself ready. And it is open season for the Warriors right now as far as who the eighth and, and ninth men are going to be in a playoff rotation. And I think eight we know is Kaminga at this point. Obviously, pool six, DiVincenzo seven with Looney going back into the starting lineup. Could Jamichael Green be the ninth? Maybe not every night, but I think on a lot of nights – he will be the ninth if he plays the way that he's played here these last couple of weeks since his return. And it, it, it takes a little bit from everybody. And they needed Jermichael Green's energy. They needed Jermichael Green's scoring, uh, to, to, put it, to put it bluntly, in this one. Six of seven tonight for Jermichael Green, 14 points. I mean, him and Kaminga both were plus 14s in their first half stints, which helped the Warriors jump out to what was the, the 21 point lead that they had in the first half pushed it to 23 in the in the second half before Steph got hurt and things got a little dicey down the stretch but but Jamichael Green and Jonathan Kaminga really put positive imprints on on this game tonight and really helped the Warriors uh, earn a win that they had to get I mean make no mistake I mean this is a this is a game the Warriors had to win with the Mavs coming in here without Luka Doncic and now the potential for for Steph Curry we'll find out more tomorrow to be out for at least a couple of games, you would think. Uh, and that may be the, the best case scenario at this point, although don't want to don't want to overreact, don't want to play doctor MRI scheduled tomorrow for Steph. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's hear a little bit from Draymond Green as he met with the media back here inside Chase Center following the Warriors' win over the Mavs. Draymond, what do you see as the difficulty you guys have had in closing games, especially on offense? I think when we get down the stretch, we stop doing the things that work. You know, you find something that work all game long, you don't go away from it. And we tend to do that quite a bit. And, you know, when when the game's down the stretch, it's hard for uh, Steve to get a call in every time. Um, you, you're under pressure. It's intense. You're in the game. You're not really focused on what, you know, what's coming from the sideline. So we just got to do a better job of executing down the stretch. It seemed like when they got a little close, you guys hit three straight sets that went towards the rim was that intentional like and that was the game plan from the beginning you know it was 
they struggle. They don't have much rim protection, you know, get, get to the pain. And, you know, if they collapse in, kick out, of, but get to the pain with the mindset to score. And like I said, it's the game get tough. We kind of go away from it. I mean, did you talk to Steph at all uh, after the game? Any, any sense of, uh, of the status of this injury? No, I don't know. Didn't get a chance to talk to him. I just finished my lift. So check in with him when I get out of here. Steph missed the whole fourth quarter. We know what happens when he's not on the floor regarding the X's and O's. But did it change the emotional tenor of the game for you guys? I mean, I think it was so sudden. You didn't, I didn't even realize he left a bit. You know, so I think it was just so sudden. I don't think it necessarily changed uh, the emotion. I think you get a lead, you let your guard down. That's what happens. And it's quite the thing with this team. Jonathan Kaminga becoming the youngest warrior to reach 1K points tonight. What does that kind of say about his career trajectory? I mean, he's a special talent, a very special talent. You know, he's buying into the things that get him on the floor. And then once you get on the floor, you use what you got. And, you know, I think he's doing a really good job of that. When it comes to those, like, late game executions, issues that you guys have had, is that like a problem with mental toughness maybe or Aren't you able to like lock? Uh, I think it's a focus thing more so than mental toughness. Uh, mental toughness. If you have no mental toughness, you lose right there. Um, so it's a focus thing. We need to do a better job focus. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to you about the the big move to go small for you guys. Now you're flipping back. Um, I guess uh, what do you think it's going to do for you guys to you know go back to you and Looney? And sounds like for good. Uh, in that starting line? Uh, I mean, you know, we know what that lineup is capable of. Um, it's been one of the best lineups all year. You know, it's a lineup that's accustomed to playing together. So, you know, just more of what we're used to. Are you still dealing with any calf soreness? No, just tight, but I'm fine. Obviously, we know it's been a tough physical year for Jim Michael, but tonight he's got the two, two uh, weak side blocks. He's flying all over the place. Just having him out there for you, uh, how much of a difference does it make when he's playing like this? It's huge. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, since he's been back from the injury, he's been playing really well. Earlier in the season, when we're kind of struggling to figure out what rotations, it didn't go well for him. I feel like he's just um, kind of a casualty of war, you know, where trying to figure out rotations, certain lineups aren't working, and he's just caught in the crossfire, you know. And you go through that, and then, you know, a coach loses confidence in you, and you have to gain that back. You know, and that's a process. Um, and, you know, I think he's doing a great job of that. Uh, he's been a true professional. Uh, he's had some DMPs. He's continued to stay ready, stay in shape, and, you know, taking advantage of his opportunity. And I think, you know, you'll start to see, you know, him developing that role that he's playing on this team. And, you know, he's a guy that's going to help us down the stretch for sure. All right, so Draymond Green with uh, some high praise on Jamichael Green's ability to stay ready. We'll get to Jamichael Green here coming up in just a moment. And, and Draymond, yeah, not, not mincing words as he typically doesn't with regard to the game plan of attacking the paint and bluntly saying that the Warriors at times get away from the game plan down the stretch in games. And it has cost them, putting them in some, some vulnerable positions in games that they've had in hand with some of the leads recently, the 14-point lead, the 16-point run against Denver. There's been nine games this year where the Warriors have had a double-digit lead and not one. Had that note for you earlier here on, on Warriors Live before the game. And so, yeah, the Warriors doing just enough down the stretch, had enough of a cushion built up to to withstand. And, and yet, yeah, Jermichael Green, professionalism, 
that is something where the play hasn't always been there at the level that I think the Warriors had anticipated it to be, but the professionalism and ability to stay ready I think has been on full display, and he has been able to make more of an impact here over the last couple of weeks, and so we'll see if he's able to continue that moving forward here uh, through the five games to go before the All-Star break and then the 24 games that, that follow. All right, before we get to Jermichael Green, let's go back to the phones at 888 and that's where Jonathan checks in here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Jonathan? I'd say uh, with one game uh, remaining in late March, I'm going to probably go when they play the 76ers. I'm done trying to understand the ebb and flow of the season. Uh, you know, I look back and that Miami Heat game in October feels like a million years ago uh, when they beat them. And, you know, as a Warriors Heat fan, you know, I look back on that game and think, if not for that, I would have been undefeated. I've won four, four straight, and yet they're in the position they're in. This team could not possibly be more Jekyll and Hyde. It's it's uh, unbelievable, and I love the game. I love the win. Uh, I didn't love, as as Kerr had said pregame, I didn't love their closeout, uh, and I had no idea what happened to Seth until I heard the postgame when I came out, out of the arena. So I'm sitting here with a long wait till I go in March uh, for my final game, thinking, you know, I'm basically in the same position where I was last year thinking they weren't ready to compete for a title, but I was wrong then. Uh, it just it makes no sense. I've won all these games, and yet they, they uh, are having the problems they're having. Uh, it's, uh, is, it, is it the end of the dynasty? Is it the middle of the dynasty? Is it, nobody, nobody knows what's going on with this team. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, I, I think we have to at some point stop comparing last year's team to this year's team. I know it's hard to do because last year's team won the championship and, and the top six from last year's team or the top six on this year's team. But last year's team was just a lot better and a lot better put together and more cohesive and, and with better chemistry. It was just a better team. And, and you know, Gary Payton II's been hurt, and Otto Porter Jr.'s been hurt, and Bielitsa went back overseas, and you know, the Warriors found different players to, to fill the gaps. Kaminga's got more of a role than he did last year. Moody and Wiseman are, are still, for the most part, non-factors as, as they were last year, uh, other than some when necessary in case of emergency on the case of Moody, he was able to get some run in, in the playoffs. But but last year's team was just better. Jordan Poole played a lot better last year in his numerous roles. I mean, he went off down the stretch last year with Steph out, and the Warriors didn't have a great record down the stretch, but they won a couple of games because he was averaging high point totals and basically leading the league in three-point shooting for that stretch to where they won just enough to avoid dipping to the four or the five seed, which could have been problematic for them. He was excellent starting last year for Clay Thompson. He's been he's been fine this year when he's been in the starting lineup for for Clay Thompson. And the Warriors went six and five with Poole in there as you know, for Steph Curry in the time that, that he was out there. And so you know, when I get text messages like this one from the 408, JD, really love you, but you got to stop sucking up to Poole. He's single-handedly killing this season. That's just factually inaccurate. 
It, it, it's inaccurate. He's not had a great season. You, we could quibble about whether or not top to bottom he's had a good season, but he has helped them win games this season, and they would be worse off without him. So when you're questioning, you know, what, like, like taking Jordan Poole completely away is not going to help this team win. He's got to play better, but he has to play. He has to play. He is in the top six. He, you know, he is in the top eight for this team. He has to, he is going to play and he has to play and he needs to play better. Like we'll see in the off season when he becomes a, a 28 to $30 million player at that point, whether the Warriors look to move off of him or change the, the, the chemistry of the team or whatever. But for right now, he's on this team. He's a key component. He has to play. It, it's plain, plain and simple. And you know, as for Kaminga, Kaminga's made more of an impact on this team, J.D., than Poole. You seem to be the only guy high on Poole. I, it, what, what's funny is, and, and look, Kaminga's made more of an impact lately than Poole, but not top to bottom. And, and so, yeah, I mean, miss me with that. And, and I've been you know, on Kaminga being, being a factor here lately, the time when he was injured, before he got injured, and then the time since he's come back from the injury. And, and look, the last three weeks or so, He's been much more impactful than than Poole has been over that stretch. But over the course of the season, what game are you watching? 408 888 I think too many fans are too quick. You know, Jordan Poole was the chosen one a year ago. Like Jordan, you know, if anything, Jordan Poole was probably anointed by the Warrior fan base and some in the media, not yours truly, but he was anointed as a future star before he was really to really ready to actually become one. Like let let that let's keep it real about Jordan Poole. I've actually been one of the few people that never anointed him a star, that never anointed him a, a future, uh, you know, you know, multi-time All Star or superstar. A lot of people were doing that. Now, you still got to pay him because the time came to pay him. But I also said when the Warriors decided to pay him that just because he was getting that contract doesn't mean he's going to be on the Warriors for the next four, five, eight years. So it, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, Time will tell on, on Jordan Poole. But I, I think if anything, people were too high on him last year. And I think people are too down on him this year because the Warriors are not winning as much. And I think there's a certain portion of the Warrior fan base that can't blame any of it on the guys that have helped them win championships, like Steph or Clay or Draymond. And so they turn to, all right, who's who's the one that's you know the outlier? And I think Jordan Poole's gotten himself caught up in, in being the outlier and drawn a lot of the, the fans' ire. Uh, but it, look, he's not having a great year, top to bottom. I think everybody can see that he's not having a great year. But it, it's not as if he's been, you know, completely unhelpful to this team. I mean, that's a joke. It's it's a joke. Like the people that act like Pools just crushed this team, and and been the biggest reason why they don't have a better record. You embarrass yourselves when you say stuff like that. It just it 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 doesn't make sense. And look, I'll stand. A thousand percent on a Saturday night at 940 behind my record on Jordan Poole. I didn't anoint him a superstar a year ago, and I'm not dumping him out 
to into the bay tonight because he struggled and not had as good of a year. It's people are way too quick. And and look, this team's going to need if Steph Curry's got to miss in a, a couple of weeks here coming up beginning tomorrow because of this leg injury. The Warriors are going to need Jordan Poole again to keep him afloat as he did in December and January to where they don't get five, six games under 500 if they got to play another few weeks without Steph Curry and then the season is night-night. So, you know, that that tells you hang with Jordan Poole a, a little bit. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes from Jamichael Green as he met with the media. Green... 14 points tonight, 6 of 7, 1 of 2 from 3, and uh, it's short and sweet, a couple of minutes with Jamichael. Jamichael, kind of from your perspective, what's the biggest issue for you guys in terms of closing out games? Uh, we just got to slow it down. I feel like uh, we get away from what we're doing in the first half, what was working as far as moving the ball and just playing together, and sometimes we just get stagnant and try to you know, make the hero plays. What do you think's kind of been different for, for you since you've come back from injury, maybe prior to then than prior to when you got uh left? Just locked in, you know, um out my own way. <clears throat> I feel like I was in my own way, just overthinking. And uh, right now I'm just playing free. Were you thinking about it a lot during you know, when you were out, I'm sure you were thinking about the game a bunch. Did, when I was out. When you were out, I mean, did the mindset change during your absence in some ways? It's a good question. I'm not sure. I just know um for the most part, I feel like before I got COVID and everything, I was starting to, you know, turn it around and starting to play good. Um, just wanted to keep that mentality, you know, stay in that rhythm and uh, just continue to play free. Uh, Steve said that he had a conversation with you when they went small a few weeks ago about that you might not play as much. What what was your mentality mentality like when he said that? And how did you, you're saying you, you sort of mentally had to lock uh, up. What, what was your mentality then? I was frustrated, not going to lie, but I took it as a challenge. So um, just took it upon myself to get in the gym and just stay ready. You know, um, it's hard being in and out, but you got to stay a professional, you know, um, stay on top of your game and just be ready when your name called. Jamal, how has the season been for the team? I mean, it seems like every few games somebody gets hurt. It's like as soon as you guys get healthy, somebody else gets hurt. Has that been kind of frustrating just for the whole team? Uh, very much so. Uh, it's been an up and down season for us. Um, sometimes we get going and we think, you know, that we clicked and, you know, we'll take a hit. So um, it's a lot of adversity that we're fighting through. But, you know, um, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're in a gr- uh, great position. We just got to get some wins in a row um, and move up the ranks in the ranking. All right, so a couple minutes there from Jamichael Green as we welcome you back inside here. Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you for a couple of more minutes. And the Warriors win tonight 119-113 to 113 over the Mavs. They hang on from up 23 in the second half. Steph Curry goes down in this one, and the Warriors win despite just running back through the, the play-by-play and the box score here. They didn't have a field goal in the last six minutes and four seconds of, of the game tonight. Clay Thompson hit a three, which made it 115 to 98 at that point in time. And it was 15 to four Dallas over the course of the last 604 of the game. And all of the points that the Warriors scored, all four of them came from the free throw line. Wiggins split uh, a pair of free throws, and Kevon Looney split a pair of free throws. Uh, in in this one, along with Clay Thompson hitting a couple of free throws in the final 12 seconds, and and that was it. So the Warriors did it with with the defense. Uh, they did it with the the rebounding of Kevon Looney and the block of Draymond Green, 
and were able to hang on, and it did get a little dicey with a minute to go at 116 to, to 111 out of the Tim Hardaway three-pointer. But, uh, yeah, Warriors able to to grind this one out, and I, I knew it was rough offensively, but when you look at it, it's it. I mean, it's even more startling the potential for the the collapse uh, as far as as far as where this team was with the inability to score without Steph on the floor. And again, the players downplayed it, but I do think there was a little bit of a where's Steph kind of thing going on down the stretch. And the Warriors also, I think because of the shortened rotation and the like, have, have looked a little bit fatigued from time to time. And I think that's led to some mistakes that have been costly for this Warriors team in, in some of the big moments. But they get the win. They're able to wash it away. We'll all await the news on Steph Curry for tomorrow. And then we'll see where the Warriors go from here with OKC at Chase on Monday with the game on Wednesday in Portland. And then the Warriors have the Lakers back here a week from tonight. Home against Washington at the Clippers, and then they'll get uh, what amounts to, a, I believe, a nine-day break off for the Warriors. They they finish before the All-Star break earlier than anybody, and then they come back uh, that first day on the Thursday, February the 23rd. But it, it looks like the Warriors, yeah, they're going to get eight full days in between games, uh, and that, I think, is going to come at a, at a welcome time. But the Warriors need to get as many wins as they possibly can, Steph or no Steph, over these next couple of weeks to lead into the break. All right, that'll do it uh, for tonight. Uh, good stuff from everybody on the phone lines. Good stuff on the text line, even those coming down my road saying I'm making excuses for, for Jordan Poole. That's all right. Uh, we, we can have a conversation. It's what we do here on, on 95.7 The Game. So I want to thank... Sterling Bennett, I want to thank everybody in our San Francisco studios for putting together the post-game interview segments and the highlights. Great stuff by everybody. Uh, I'll be back with you on Monday, back here at Chase, Warriors and the Thunder. That's a 6 o'clock Warriors Live, as I'll have that for you from Chase Center and the Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder playing for the second time in a week as uh, Warriors Live at 6, tip-off for that one at 7 o'clock. All right, uh, Fox Sports Radio is coming your way next. Keep it locked right here on your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 